Hey, welcome to Unfiltered Real Church Planning Discussions. I'm Lee Stevenson, and this is my co-host, Danny. Danny Parmalee from Converge Mid-America, work with church planters in that region. And we're glad that you're with us. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about what do you do in that launch period when it comes to actually putting together um, pre-launch services. There are a whole lot of different ways in which planters over the years have kind of navigated this territory. Uh, We want to talk about from perspective, how do you best utilize, engage, and create momentum in those early days before you actually launch and go to your grand opening of your church? Danny, why don't you get us started in talking a little bit about what are some of the different methods that exist out there? I mean, there's all kinds of, but if we focus in on top three or so, what what would you say? Yeah, so I I think um, three different ones. So the first one is just, you just launch. So you you basically say, hey, today's the start of the service. I've heard of church planters uh, literally just you know, hey, we're going to start a church. Gonna, we're going to start a church, so show up. And <laughs> Next they Sunday had at any, this place. So. And absolutely. And for some of them, it has, um, by God's grace, worked. And uh, But for plenty of them, that wasn't the best way to do yeah. it. Yeah. Why, uh, why do you think that's not a good way to do it? I, and I, I mean, yeah, there's there's no there's no prep. There's probably hasn't been discussion of what you uh, even describe as a win, what it's supposed to look like. You haven't... Um, you probably haven't involved a lot of people, to be honest. And so then it's just you getting up there preaching and, you know, maybe you hired a worship team or you knew a worship team to kind of start it, but then you've got nothing in place. Or you for the know somebody days. that says that they know how to sing, but exactly. they really don't know how to sing. And, exactly. Yeah, so. yeah, I agree. I, I think it, it can feel so um, loosey-goosey and just kind of pieced together that nothing mm-hmm. fits. There's no flow. Um, there's no strategy. Um, there's, it, it feels more thrown together than really planned and, and like you're fulfilling a call. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the other one is uh, maybe considered kind of like a soft launch before you launch. So if you have your, your uh, date set as, um, you know, February 15th and starting Sundays and January 1st, you would meet, but it's closed. So just your launch team, it's not open to the public. And it's almost like dress rehearsal but you're going through things, and obviously it's a little bit more laid back. It's a little bit less um, uh, presentation elements to it, but obviously as you get closer those weeks before, maybe you're even running through the same songs that you're going to do. Everyone's kind of preparing where they're going to stand, what they're going to do. So it's almost like a dress rehearsal, and then you have, you know, the, the grand opening or the launch on that day. And then uh, finally, uh, the other one uh, that's used quite often is preview services. So this is kind of like four months before you launch that you do a public preview service. You even, many uh, planters will send out mailers and say, hey, if you want to get a taste of what this is all going to be about, uh, come to this service. Um, and then you do that for you know once a month for four months, and then you have your grand opening. Yeah, yeah I, I would say we did kind of a smattering of multiple <laughs> avenues of some of these. Um, I, I would encourage church planters in the launch phase, if at all possible, don't go Sunday morning until you actually go to your grand opening. And, and the reason for that alone is the moment you go Sunday mornings, people just assume we've made it. You know, like now we're a church, we've made it, we're on Sundays, and now we're operational, and they just think that this is the new normal. Um, keeping it off Sunday mornings, it, it gives you leverage to be able to talk to them. We're not a church yet. We're working towards establishing this church. And it keeps their feet to the fire a little bit more to be 
inviting and working towards the launch of that church. The, the second piece of it, it gives you time to prepare. It gives you the opportunity to make sure all the things are aligned, but it also allows you to send your people out to other churches to get ideas and to feel, you know, so that when you do launch the church, you're putting your best foot forward for that because you only get one grand opening, yeah. and you want to make sure that that's, that's best. Um, when we started, we, we started with 12 people. It was kind of a small group-ish meeting. Um, I did some Bible 101 stuff with them. And we met every other week um, or so for that period of time. As we began to grow, we hit 30 people, maybe 25 people. It was getting a little too big to be able to meet in a home. Um, we began to split it into like two small groups. But then we went Sunday evenings um, meeting at one of our local churches that was really blessed us and allowing to use space for free. And so we started on Sunday evenings. And that Sunday evening, um, the way that we kind of programmed the evening was we asked people to set aside two hours of their night. The first hour, I would say first 45 minutes, was really more of a preview service style. Now, we didn't market it. Um, it was all word of mouth. Um, but we wanted to give people a snapshot of what a service may feel like when they came. And so we had greeters. Um, I did kind of a, a short sermonette. It wasn't a full sermon. And I preached on the values and the culture of our church. So I was trying to help reinforce into our launch team who we are and why we are the way that we're and where we're going. Um, we did kind of acoustical worship, just a couple songs. Um, we took an offering. I, I tell guys, every time you get together, take an offering, um, even in those, those launch phase. And then we, we kind of have this break. And I just kind of bridged the gap, Danny, where I'd say, you know, we're going to segue into our business side of uh, moving towards getting this church open. If you're new with us, we're so glad you're here. Um, in the next 15 minutes, if you have a question, I'd be glad to sit down and talk with you a little bit about this. But I invite you to stay. Um, we're going to split it up into specific teams, and each team is going to talk about a specific area of ministry that they want to focus in and help us get that up and running. And and I just walk them around the room and say, hey, children's ministry is going to be over here. Our worship is over here. Our AV production is going to be over here. You know, guest services is going to be here. Um, and, and if one of those is intriguing to you, why don't you sit at the table? And then I had team leads yeah. coached and pinpoint how to understand if somebody new sat at their table, how to engage them. Um, and then once that momentum picked up, we went every week. So we met every Sunday night. And then we began to assign the teams going, Sunday morning, children's ministry team, I want you to go to this church and see how they do children's ministry. Or go to this church plant and see how they do portable church ministry for their children's ministry. Um, the setup and teardown team, I want you to go set up with this church this weekend. And I want you to take notes, what's working. Um, how could they improve on what they're doing? How can we, what should we take from what they're doing and apply, apply to our, our circumstances? Um, Part of the hard conversations, too, was um, I was unapologetic in those meetings of telling guys, hey, if you're not reaching into the community, if you're not inviting somebody to come and be a part of this new church, don't come back. Mm -hmm. Like, this is why we exist. We exist to reach people who are far from Christ. And I wanted to create the expectation, like, that is expected of each and every person in the room right now. Yeah, that's great. 
Yeah, I um, we did um, for ours. We did a bit more of uh, the soft launch where we had moved into some of the things were similar. One of the things that we didn't do um, with the initial launch of our church, but that we did with our sites that I think is really important, is that you do break up into the teams um, because that way, even from the beginning, uh, you're starting to see the leadership multiplication. And so, if you uh, as, as church planners are thinking about developing your launch teams, as you have some of those key leaders and put them over different areas, that way they can be released and they can kind of even start building community and relationship with the teams that are going to be uh, underneath them. I think that's uh, really, really great. And for us, um, we, uh, we were Sunday nights because that's, or sat- we were actually Saturday nights because that's how we started. Um, uh, that's the only time that we could use that facility. So in your situation, that was good. But for those that it will be like in schools or that only or theater, or theater where they have that lease that's only in that time, that's where that's a little bit uh, more difficult. But what from a principal perspective is that um, the moment that it feels too much like church, you can begin to all of a sudden lose that momentum because like, oh, we... Yep, this it. is it. We, yeah. we made it. And I, my, my joke in coaching some church planners, I'd say, in your launch team meetings, if there is a guitar that shows up, I'm going to break that thing over your back because it's going <laughs> to, you know, all of a sudden that's, that's now the worship service. Now, that's just kind of a joke, but it helped them to remember if it's too much like a worship service, then all of a sudden it seems like, yep, we're done. We've already launched where you have a very clear date. No, this is our public launch date. That's what we are going to market. That's what we're going to invite all of our, you know, friends to. And if we're inviting anybody kind of to these pre-services, they know that we're still kind of in the rehearsal, figuring it out, yeah. figuring it out uh, type of thing. And we don't post it on social media yet. The only dates that we're posting are the ones that, um, you know, are for, are for the actual uh, for the actual launch. Um, for the preview services, this is one where I'm just. I don't get it, so I'd love for you to speak to it um, or how, because I know it has worked, but for me, it always just seems so weird to have something for the public that then says, come back a month later. So I'm personally not a fan of it, but again, guys have used it and it's worked really, really great, so I don't know if you have some I, I think, yeah, I, I think the preview services probably work best in more of a suburban environment than any other environment. Um, I don't think they work great in an urban corridor. I don't think they work very well in a rural situation um and and partly because um the 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 rural the urban um it takes it takes so much work to get established Mm -hmm. um that i encourage guys work on that side of things versus Mm -hmm. trying to just get services up and running um and build the relationships that are necessary because they're going to be heavily relationally driven um churches especially in those those early days um but the, the whole preview side of things, I think, comes from a standpoint of, hey, we want to give the community a sense of who we are, mm-hmm. but they're very upfront and honest, and we, we're, we're not there yet. Yeah. We're, we are practicing. We're trying to figure this. Helps them see some holes before they get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm personally not a huge fan of it. Um, that, that's why I kind of we did a, a slight that's, variation of right. that um, where we went – we didn't market anything. It was all word of mouth. Um, I, I think it's important those early days, if you do market it, you market it so your friends invite their friends. It's not mm-hmm. a um, big show, hey, yeah. come see what we have yeah. um, type of marketing yeah. piece. Uh, the other thing that I love that you said, and I think that this is just so critical, is sending people out to other churches because I think it actually communicates 
to the launch team a couple things. One is it says, we don't have it all figured out. And, and I think that that is, it, it's a posture of humility for the launch team for you to say, hey, I don't have all the answers. Let's go to these other churches and learn from them. So we're going to be in a posture of, of, of learning. The other thing is, is I think it makes them from the get-go learn kind of observation and evaluation when you're going into an environment that you're that you're unaware. Bingo. Um, yeah. And that is just so huge because if you've been in a church and maybe you grew up in the church, you, you kind of you know where things are, you're used to the signage, and all of a sudden you're going into a new environment and you're already a Christian, so you already feel somewhat comfortable, but even that, wait, where are the bathrooms? When do I sit? When do I stand? Where do what, I take my how kids? How do I do it? Yeah, where do I take my kids? How does this offering thing, you know, how do they do theirs with buckets? Where am I supposed to pass it? And um, all those uh, different things. So I think that that's, if you're, if you're doing a launch team strategy, if there's any way, and even if you're meeting and the only time you can rent your space is Sunday mornings and maybe you go to every other week and it's, hey, we meet together this week, the next Sunday we're going we're gonna to go out, yeah. we're going to disperse. And then hopefully it also is your opportunity to build relationships with other churches that are in the community or the nearby community say, hey, we want to serve you. We want to make observations. And if they see that you're in a posture of learning and collaboration, it can be a huge win overall. So, No, I, and, and I would say as a planter, this is an opportunity that you can serve your team as well because you figure out the churches that they should connect to. Um, call, talk with yeah. the team leads, talk with the lead pastor, introduce yourself, say, hey, I just hear reputation-wise, you guys are doing an extraordinary job at yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to send some people from our team as we're preparing and trying to figure some of this out to come and just serve alongside of your team members so that they can, by osmosis, kind of pick yeah. up what you guys are doing so naturally at this point. And what we found was um, all the pastors loved inviting us and welcoming us to, to mm-hmm. come and be a part of that. But it gave us new relationships in the community established us in a lot of the other pastors and churches that, hey, this is legit. Um, and they became excited about what we were doing, became, you know, not necessarily financial supporters, right, but yeah. prayer supporters and, and just encouraging to the work that we were getting ready to, to open up there. Yeah. Uh, what would you say, do you have any absolute no-nos during a uh, launch team kind of phase? <laughs> um, I would say, I mean, um, stay away from Sunday mornings if at yeah. all possible until it's absolutely you're ready to launch the church. That mm-hmm. to me, going Sunday mornings too early is a no-no. Yeah. Um, I'd say grand opening too early. Mm. So you, you push so quickly and, and trust me, planter, you are going to be so pressured to get mm. to Sunday morning. Yes. Everybody on your launch team is like, well, we should just go Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of it, it's easier for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they just, think then we've uh, we've arrived and yeah. so you're gonna have to fight that um as much as you possibly can in those those early phases um avoid the core team language mm-hmm. you know stay launch team and keep the time um remind yourself like this is such a critical time to build the culture of your church like mm-hmm. this is the foundation to the church and where you're going to be going over the next couple of years and mm-hmm. in the mistakes that you make in this launch team phase and even within the first six months of after you launch the church, um, it will take you six years to unravel those mistakes. And so be very careful to try to minimize the mistakes that you make. How about you, Danny? Yeah, um, I think I shared a little bit. I'm, I'm somewhat the same way of just uh, not 
doing an accidental premature launch yeah. type of thing. I think, uh, you know, obviously having a couple weeks of kind of rehearsal in the space with the timing of everything can be really, really important. But that's when you've already established this is when the launch is uh, uh, type, type of thing. So um, I don't know if I have any other uh, absolute... Don't take people just because you need people. Yeah, don't take people just, or or if you do, that you tell them to show up on launch Sunday and that's it, and don't don't give them positions of of leadership. And as we've already discussed a number of times, that you do, you set this is launch team, and then after we launch, we are we will renegotiate what it means uh, to be, and we will assign people different. Yeah, and right, I so. and I, I think let me let me talk about this side of things for a minute too. In the launch team development, and as you're developing pre-launch services, you're going to run across all kinds of people and either other churches that want to be supportive. They don't know how. Um, how do you engage people that you go, you're not a right fit to be on a launch team, mm-hmm. um, but they could still be an asset to the church? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm thinking like short-term missions mm-hmm. type of ideas. Um, what ideas did you guys implement, or what ideas have you seen, Danny, on yeah. how to engage those type of opportunities in the pre-launch and you know maybe on a grand opening type of Sunday? Yeah, so I think that um, finding those different roles where maybe they can't can't mess it up, which is hard, and, and it's different on each team because some people are like, well, we'll just put them in the parking lot because they they can't. Actually, maybe not. Parking, parking lot, lot is is the first impression. Mm, so if you absolutely. have someone who um, you know, they just have that look on their face where they look like they're angry and maybe whatever, you know, maybe they the are constant angry. Frowner. <laughs> the con- constant frowner. It's like maybe parking isn't, isn't the best uh, role. So maybe that's uh, more of the setup team or whatever. But again, because you're looking at two things. You're looking at both what's going to be best for the church, but also from their perspective, what might be those discipleship steps for them that actually get them on a team, get them in community. And again, each launch team's going to be a little bit different, but from a principal perspective, looking at those uh, different things, trying to find a place for them. And again, some people, they're going to be okay, and you just need to say, hey, I, just, I really do, I want you to just show up and to take take a seat, because as much as we, we would say, hey, it's not about just you know getting warm bodies in the seats, sometimes for launch, that can be helpful, and that Maybe there is a season where there's some people where they literally are because they help you coming, provide critical mass, critical mass, and, and and they're there. But yeah, don't don't just try to okay find a leadership position for every single person that comes and say, hey, I want to yeah. be I want to be part of what, this. What so. kind of facilities would you encourage a planter to look at to host a their pre-launch meetings? Yeah, so I do think that this is where using. Other churches, if you can, is great. And don't think that you need the sanctuary. As a matter of fact, using the youth room, using the basement, using the the gritty whatever, is a, it's actually Probably often better. Yeah. It, it's, it's more helpful, and it's an easier ask. Don't ask, hey, can I use your sanctuary that you're going to have to send in your sound guy to turn on the lights and yada, yada, yada. It's like you can take, if it can hold 50 to 75 people, uh, it'll create some great memories and it's uncomfortable enough that people are, well, maybe we should just stay here uh, type of thing. So I think that that's uh, great. Um, the schools are harder unless you're Especially in have the your, pre-launch phase. In the pre-launch, yeah. it's, too, it's, it's probably hard. And um, costly. Yeah, and, and costly to be able to do that. So 
I don't know, do you have other ideas? Um, I, I mean, again, if you can find a local church that believes in the mission and uh, it has a kingdom perspective of it, they, they'll probably allow you to use some portion of the facility free or for a very minimum charge. Yeah. Um, I know we did talk to one church that was literally point zero across yeah. the street from where we were going to launch our church, and they uh, they were going to allow us, but their rent was so high that they weren't allowing us, Yeah, if that makes sense especially for that early on. So I, I would encourage don't spend a whole lot of money yeah. in the pre-launch side of things, if at all right. possible. Um, we In the community we were, there were several options. We, um, we utilized at different times a local um, karate studio, mm-hmm. and they allowed us to come in and do services there. The, the only key was everybody had to take their shoes off before yeah. they could walk onto the mat. Um, but, I mean, we dedicated children in, yeah. in a karate dojo. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we met in um, the fire department actually had a community room hmm. and they would allow nonprofits to use the community room free of charge. Yeah. Um, you just had to make sure you signed up and reserved the space far enough in advance. Yeah. Um, sometimes libraries, libraries yeah. have space like that that you, could, you can utilize. Um, some of the local restaurants had rooms that were large enough that we could mm-hmm. gather in and do church type of meetings and um, that were within our, our vicinity. I mean, again, homes yeah. are always a great point, but sometimes you, you get to a point where you may actually yeah. outgrow the home, yeah. and it becomes stressful for the homeowner if you have 30 kids running around right. and no adult supervision as well. Right. So you want to be cognizant of some of those natural pieces as you're kind of beginning to roll out. Um, parks. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we did several events where we just told everybody, hey, bring your family, bring lawn yeah. chairs, we'll meet in the park. And, yeah. um, and the nice thing is, that, you know, we'd throw a banner up and um, have yeah. some information about what we were doing, and it was natural publicity right there, yeah. and it's free of charge as well that, hey, this is coming. That's great. Um, but uh, there, be creative, I think, mm-hmm. is my biggest thing, is when it comes to figuring out the facility, figuring yeah. out um, how to do that. There are a lot of different ways that you can do this. Um, use common sense when it comes to, you know, how you push the team. Um, don't put over push them, but you do want to push them um, yeah. out of their comfort zone to engage the community, engage yeah. their neighbors. Um, you know, help get the word out. Some of our best launch team members um, were connected because somebody knew somebody, and they just shared the fact, "Hey, I've got a new church you may be interested in," and they yeah. ended up being a gold mine for us in those early days of the church. Yeah. I think another thing with pre-launch that's uh, important is that uh, you do utilize your team members. So if you're looking for a facility, invite them into that process. You don't need to be the one that does all of that. So it's like, hey, uh, we're in the park today, but next month if we could have somewhere else, does anybody know of right. anyone? And yeah. it kind of uh, helps idea. to kind of build that where they're where they're building some ownership. Into and, it. and this is the phase where you get to figure it all out. Like yeah. you're trying people out in different positions. Um, you know, you, you uh, um, you're, you're putting your audiovisual guys together, and you're making sure that they have chemistry and they they could actually work together before the church operates. It gives you the time to figure out the financial things. Mm-hmm. Um, and making sure that your record keeping and how how things get deposited and all that are, are well taken care of before you have the masses show up at a, at a grand opening and, and then move yeah. into church mode. Yeah, that's great. Well, I think uh, for, for me, even just reflecting back, having given this a ton of thought since we launched, of one of the biggest takeaways is definitely uh, sending out uh, your team to other churches. I just think that is just such a key and, and critical thing and, and can be a, 
be so important. And then the other thing is, is not doing a premature launch where all of a sudden you're just like, oh, yeah. well, we're going we're gonna to start, and there's no, there's no grand opening. So. One, one of these phases with this um, that I want to address before we finish out the episode is um, what do you do with people that they're attending a church hmm. and they start coming on Sunday nights to your church yeah. and they're trying to understand, like, where should I go? Yeah. Can I do both right now? Um, but they, and then they also ask the question, where do I give? You know, yeah. um, how, how have you approached those? Give all the money to the church plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I, I would say each uh, situation is probably a little bit different and probably needs to be navigated, especially it's like if they have a relationship with uh, the church or if you do and they're coming out of the sending church, then you're going to have to figure out maybe those were some of those conversations before of what does it look like to honorably have people transition from one uh, church to another. There is something about uh, uh, launch team members being able to go to, uh, uh, you know, church together. Um, So I know some planters where there was a mother church, and so they literally all kind of went to the same church. And if someone kind of wasn't a part, maybe they would go with them, maybe maybe they wouldn't. I, I think it looks so many different ways, but it will be something that does need to be navigated. Yeah, and I, I found that I, for us, it really didn't become a, a topic of conversation much um, if there were no kids involved or young kids involved. I found where it was most challenging for families was when they had a teenager. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had nothing other than, hey, join a service team for yeah. a teenager that really was focused on connecting to their needs. And I, I just coached families. I said, why don't you keep them plugged in in that youth group, um, whatever that may look like for your family. If you need to go there on Sundays to make sure that they're going, that's fine. If if it's on Wednesday nights and and you want to be here on Sunday nights and then you go with the teams out on Sunday morning, that's fine. Just figure out what best works for your scenario and your family. And so I gave them a lot of permission there. Um, I encourage them, I said, if you really feel like God is calling you to be a part Mm -hmm. of this, then you need to be here and be a part of this. And, And I would begin to allocate your giving Right. Here, but have a conversation yeah. with a key leader or the pastor of your church saying, hey, we're, we feel like God is calling us to this. Yeah. You'll see us around because right now our, our, our kid is well connected to the youth group or something of that sort. Yeah, absolutely. All, all joking aside, I think the important thing is not telling people what to do. So don't make rules and say, hey, well, if you're a part of this church plant, you'll no longer go to those other churches and our launch team meetings is what counts as your yeah. church, or you must give all of your giving. I think you can challenge people, uh, in, invite them, uh, but essentially let them make those decisions between them and God and in conversation with you and in conversation with the church uh, that they're at, and uh, each one's a little bit different. Great, so. great. Well, great conversation on just how do you navigate those pre-launch services and the conversations that are critical to have with your team in those those days leading up to your grand opening. Thanks for being with us. This is Unfiltered Real Church Planning Discussions. I'm Lee. This is my co-host, Danny. We're glad to be with you. And uh, tune in next time as we take some time to talk about the church website and uh, what makes and breaks a good site. Thanks again. Until next time, keep it real. 